Hello everyone and welcome to Who's on the Front Post. We're back for uh, episode 2 of season 3 that we're doing um, for the 2021 uh, Premier League season. Another interesting week on boy. I'm joined here with Rob today. Hello again listeners. So Rob, another week gone by, uh, more interesting Premier League action to talk about, so will we get yes, started anyway, yes. um, we'll go with the biggest game of the weekend which would have been Liverpool-Chelsea, not great result for us now I have to say, um, you know up until the first half we were looking okay, maybe could have caught them out on the counter but Christensen sending off changed the game and we didn't look right after that and I think it was always going to be in Liverpool's hands to go on and just win that game and Fair yeah. credit where credit is due, Mane with his two goals, they went and did a bit of help from Kepa on the second one, which I think probably signals his end at Chelsea as the first choice keeper, especially with Edward Mendy coming in from Rennes. Yeah, the build up, um, I mean, Liverpool obviously champions and Chelsea with a kind of some of a, a bit of a new look side to the man. Um, was expecting a little bit more from Chelsea if I'm uh, perfectly honest, but I mean, Liverpool. Liverpool went and got the job done, you know, and that and that's what you do. Yeah, the sending off did change the game, but I mean, if if you looked at the stats, I think Liverpool had about sixty percent possession. Nearly. Aye, they would, look, they were, even in, in the, the first half they were they in, control. in control, control of it. But I uh, look credit where credit is. And look, the thing about Chelsea is now we're not the finished article. They're still Chilwell, Silva, Mendy. Um, who else is there? Pulis is just still to return. Ziyech is still yet to play. He got injured during the preseason. You know, it's going to take a little bit of time, I think, for Chelsea to gel in. Now, some people might be yeah. a bit, you know, sceptical of that, saying, well, you're after spending 200 million, but when only Havertz and Werner are your only two of your recent signings out to play. Now, look, big money spent well, yeah, on the two big, of them, but Werner looked all right. Havertz has looked like he needs a bit of time to kind of gel in, and the yeah, Premier League is a different I, animal to the Bundesliga, so... Of course it is, yeah. But I, I, I think overall what'll what'll disappoint uh, most Chelsea fans was I, I think actually just the way that Chelsea played. They were very limp, they weren't really, you know, getting stuck in, they weren't you know, moving about and, and trying to create a little bit more. From from the, the beginning of the game they looked very defensive and it was, you know, uh, uh, give give Liverpool the ball all the time. I mean we have seen even in the first half Kepa was nearly cut out. We've seen how Liverpool were pressing and how highly pressed in the first half. Chelsea done none of that. They were, you know, Fabinho was was moved in as a, a makeshift centre back, and I mean it's the easiest game he probably ever had. You yeah, know? he was he was so, very I mean, much on top of they, for the whole ninety as they well. They had nothing. They had nothing to do the two centre backs. Now I know they gave away the penalty, which obviously Georgina yeah, and Alisson yeah, saved. Came and, in yeah, and yeah, but I mean. It was a very comfortable afternoon for Liverpool's back four. You know, they weren't really tested mm. at all. Now, as I said, um, the, the 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 first goal, yet yeah, mistakes were made even for that leading up to that. And Mane, a lovely header for the first goal. And then the second goal, another Kepa mistake, which probably seals his fate there at Chelsea, you know. But um, overall, look, you couldn't argue with the result. Liverpool were better. But I think they, be they played in second gear for the majority of the game. They never had to get out, I think, exactly, second exactly. gear. Even with their goals when they were sniffing for 1-0. Yeah, it, it wasn't were, like it was batting the, down the hatches. It was just cert- easy, cert- very easy for Liverpool. I think I think Lampard does have a little bit of a selection headache at the moment because I mean he's playing Mason Mount out in the wing there starting off and Mason Mount to me is clearly not a winger at all. He's better off playing in, yeah. in the centre, you know. Kai Havertz and as well. I don't think looks like a winger either. I think the, he needs to be playing a bit more central. Same, yeah, and you know, look at um. Uh, Robertson had had loads of room on the ball. Every time the ball went out wide, they were spraying passes out. A lot of a lot of their stuff came down from the left hand side in the first half, if I remember correctly. And you know the the, the sending the sending off incident 
with Christensen. I mean, it was literally just a straight ball from uh, Henderson straight down the middle of the park. And I mean, Chelsea were caught out. Simple, yeah, simple, simple as. as. I mean, yeah. I mean, Christensen was too slow. And, and fairness to, to Mane, he was onto it like a flash. And there was no, no argument at all about the red card, you know. But look, well, at, Frank Lampard had a bit of an argument about the red card. Ah, no. Which I, I would hugely disagree with. Yeah, I thought it was yeah, quite clear. Was, uh, to be honest with you, I, I was disappointed with some of uh, Lampard's remarks after the end, after the match when he uh, said that he was happier that, that they played uh, the way they played on Sunday that, as opposed to what they did play against Brighton. Yeah. You know, now, it was, now look, they weren't great against Brighton either, but I, they I know picked that, up the win. But, but you need but, you can't really say that after losing the game but, and looking lifeless for nearly know, 90 it, minutes. Yeah, yeah, no, uh, okay, whether we whether it's the big picture or not, we're well, looking at, you know, but even against Brighton, there was there was times there when Chelsea were under the cosh against Brighton. Simple little balls were played through and Mopay was onto them and uh, Trossard was onto them as well. And they did look a little bit in danger, Chelsea. You know, they got a, they got a deflection as well for the goal, if I remember Zuma's goal against Brighton was a, did, a yeah. bit of a deflection, you know. But um, for Lampard to come out with that, I know sometimes you have to protect your players and look after your squad and all that kind of thing. But I mean, if you talk to any... Chelsea player or, or, or fan out on the street I mean I'm sure they'd say well I'd be happy if we play against Brighton and, and, and win 3-1 not against as they played against Liverpool you know that yeah. it, was, it wasn't a great performance for me at all but again it's probably a work in progress so we'll have to give them the benefit of the doubt it's early doors and we'll see where it goes we'll see there. what happens but look credit where credit is due to Liverpool went out got the oh, win yeah. didn't have to move out with second gear Yeah, six points on the board they're still likely going to push for the champions position well, that, again yeah. see if they can retain well, it look, this time let, let, let's face it Leeds gave Liverpool more of a game the week before oh, Chelsea hugely. Um, speaking of Leeds then when we go on to their game we've got a lot of I suppose very exciting games to talk about a lot of calls yeah, in goals a lot of the galore, games goals, so. galore, this week, goals yeah. galore indeed um, we'll go Leeds and Fulham next uh, another 4-3 in the Leeds game I don't know if every game is going to be this exciting yeah, for Leeds yeah. this season but God, I can only hope anyway. Well, Leeds fans, any of the Leeds fans out there, I'm sure if they want to get in touch and let us know what they think of that start. And anyways, they've, uh, they've been thoroughly entertaining so far. Whether they can maintain that now for the course of the Scored season. Scored seven, be, conceded seven. Be so. another thing, yeah. yeah. But um, I, I thought, you know, even at, even at 4-1 up and they were 4-1 up, they didn't look even as if they were going to kill the game off completely. And, and I thought credit to Fulham. I mean, it could have ended up 4-all or 5-4 even to Fulham at one stage, yeah. you know. They, they, they got right to, in fairness to Fulham they didn't throw in the towel they kept going they, they got a couple of goals and Mitrovic got a, a good goal as well but I mean they also hit the post Fulham as well at 4-3 which which could have brought you know I mean it was it was one of them games where you didn't know where, where it was going to end up you know um, a penalty decisions one or well, two well yeah. two penalties in two this penalties, game yeah. that seemed almost a bit needless um, one a mid-air push and the other a foul Slight tackle that was a bit unnecessary, I thought, if yeah. I was being honest. Um, I, I think with the penals as well, though, this season, I, I think the referees are definitely looking at, at them a bit harder, and it seems that any little form of contact in the box. Oh, we had now, a lot of penalties this weekend. We did, we did. Um, yeah, yeah. We had in the, in the Chelsea game, we had in the two in Leeds and Fulham, we had one in the United game, and again, don't yeah. really think that was a pen on myself. We had one in the Southampton Spurs game after a VAR handball review. Yeah. Brighton Newcastle. We didn't have any Leicester and Burnley. 
Villa Sheffield there was a penalty oh, and God. then there was a penalty in the City Wolves game so yeah, yeah plenty of, more penalties yeah. in, in games than there wasn't penalties in games anyway yeah, this well, weekend I think, gone. I think the referee is looking at the, at the and even the, even we've had a couple of red cards as well there in the games yeah. you know so uh, I, I think the referees have been told to be a little bit more proactive you know I noticed in the couple of games you've had already they've been over to the to the screen to look at it more after the VAR decision a lot which they didn't do last well, year well there was a there was a lot of incidents um this week I thought where VAR got things right um, I'm looking more at the Brighton Newcastle yeah, game yes. for Malpay's second goal the second goal or was yeah. it the first goal second second, second goal, goal yeah, yeah. Um, which would have been ruled offside for an off uh, sorry which would have been ruled ruled out because of an offside decision against Leandro Trossard when he was onside, uh, but he was yeah. actually onside and they yeah. brought it back and and, and, it, goal, and it was yeah. given yeah. so I mean even Andreas Christensen his yellow was changed to a red after a VAR yeah. decision so I think the VAR calls have been getting it right so far and I think there's after so much criticism for last season and John Egan's red John card John Egan's as well. red card as well yeah so, so. look I, I think the VAR is starting to kind of take shape a bit better now well, it, it is, was but shaky I, I, at first yeah but. because I mean I think the referees were afraid to make decisions I mean as I say the, the, the whole thing about waiting for Stockley Park to make a decision was, was the whole issue of the uh, of the of the the VAR last season but this year it seems to be now the they're doing a little bit quicker the ref is going over to the to the screen he can make up his mind and uh, it seems to be improving the standards of the game well it's improving it for the fans because A we're getting it done quicker we're not waiting for three or four minutes like we had some of the ridiculous uh, things going on last season you know but this season they seem to have uh, ha- uh, fine-tuned it a little bit sharper bit a little yeah, bit yeah, yeah absolutely well. yeah. we've had a few rule changes as well that have of course with the handball that have maybe the, yeah. irritated a few fans I mean with the not just the handball rule now but you've also got the keeper uh, coming off his line which was a yes, with the big feature in the it Manchester was, United game against Crystal Palace. Yeah, yeah. Um, we can move into that game now. Look, all things considered of that game, the biggest thing you'll talk about is the penalty incident. Was it a penalty to start with? And then the retake. Well, I thought, now, look, David I thought De Gea, first, I think it's harsh, well, but he does come off his line. Yeah. This is the rule that's in place now. That but wasn't you know there what? before. Look, it's a bit ridiculous looking at it. I what, think it's because we're it, used to... Was it even a penalty to start off? No, I don't think it I was. Don't, me personally, I don't think it was. But again, any Man United fans out there, get in touch with us. Let us know. I'm sure you'll think. likely sure, agree with us. Yeah, I'm sure that they will. But again, uh, but the, this, this was a game. Take as well this, also. this is a game. I think that you know it got what they deserved in the end. Uh, they did not look good in this game. And Palace, who started quite well against Southampton um, in the first week, have brought that in and really, really went that United for the game. Well, the they warning, kind of, yeah, I the, thought. I mean, the first six or seven minutes, uh, looking at the game, the warning signs were there for United. I mean. Palace had had one or two chances in the first seven, eight minutes. I know AU went close and all that yeah. kind of thing. But I mean, the warning signs were there for Solskjaer and, and, and they didn't do anything about it, really. You know, there was they looked very ponderous. They didn't look at all as if they were interested in the game. Now, I thought Pogba, I mean, I know he was taken off, but, you know, you, when you need someone to get the game by the scruff of the neck, really, and shake down the, t- the team, it just didn't happen. I, for I think what could be best summed up is the Mason Greenwood header. That chance, I think that summed up United's whole performance. They looked not clued in. You could tell they're just after coming back off of pre-season and it looks like they haven't had enough yeah, time well, to come back. They just know, looked if, if that game out was, of sorts. If that game was played in a month's time, you know, you know they could have ran out 3-0 winners. You oh, know, easily. You know, with, yeah. with, with a bit of, you know uh, something similar to Chelsea, you, you know, we're kind of make. Are, are we making excuses? Uh, arguably so, you know. But, I mean, it's, you know, 
you have to prepare it's game for, on the manager know, has to be ready the team has to be ready time. and you have to be up for it you know if Leeds are up for it if Liverpool are up for it Man City well then you know you have to be up for these games and you've got to go well you know they, they know what's at stake and you know showing up and putting in lacklustre displays which I think most United fans as I said would agree it was very lacklustre yep definitely and look with the amount of money that they've spent on defence as well and they're still leaking goals fairly regularly as well now I know Aaron Wambasaka didn't play um, he was on the bench he only recently got an over a COVID quarantine which look That's we might right, see yeah. it a lot with players this season and it might scarper things but look at the same time everyone's kind of in the same position even if well, you don't is, necessarily have any quarantines on your team. Well, this so. is this is where your squad or the depth of your squad is going to come into play. If you're missing three or four key players for a game, you know, I mean, I mean, we're recording now, but we're, we're, there's a possibility that the Carabao uh, game. Well, we've seen uh, with we've seen with Spurs. Be, Spurs have uh, been given a boy uh, yeah. because Leighton Orient have uh, now uh, test a few Leighton Orient players have tested positive for COVID, and now. They're, that game's been postponed yeah, and yeah. now Spurs are into the next round free charge so well, yeah and then looking even at Gundogan for Man City he, he had tested positive yeah. as well so would Phil Foden have started last night possibly not be uh, I think not. he might have to be he, honest yeah, now but you know for, for the first game you, you need a good solid side out there so maybe Spe- speaking of which anyway we can move into the City game next um, yeah, look City yeah. in contrast to Man United Look sharp and they look turned on playing against a good Wolves opposition as yeah, well. And yeah, Wolves. I mean, that, that for me, that's an important win that lays down a mark. Well, we've seen for, last for season me, that know? Wolves are a bit of a tricky side and they tripped up City, I think, at least they once. Did. I'm not sure they it's did. the second they bet, time they, they did. Bet them 3 2, was it? Bet them 3 2. Yeah, and yeah, you know, look, Wolves are going to take points off uh, teams this season, oh, course, and they are yeah. going to be a hard Absolutely. team to play against. Yeah. But look, City look turned on for this, you know, yeah, yeah. De Bruyne uh, looking like his still best yeah, you know was, even he, without he, he Aguero out there Hazy you know, was a bit on the quiet side scored at the end scored at the end with a bit, the bit of a help of deflection I think off Cody mm. was it as well it was yeah, yeah it was yeah. deflection but, on it but I mean having said that I mean okay there was no argument with the penal as well Stonewall penal for it's, the such, it's so needless from Roman Sias as well and he's I, Stupid I don't really get yeah. him at times he he, he's a yellow card merchant for a start but I don't know what he's thinking there he doesn't need to go to ground he can easily just see that ball out yeah, standing yeah. Oh, it's a, it's a, it was a poor decision from poor, him poor decision making yeah but again City didn't mind they got up on the brine and took the penalty away no problem lovely panel as well yeah fantastic and as I say Wolves did get into the game a little bit in the second half but uh, overall, for me, um, that was kind of City laying down a bit of a marker, meaning they're up for it this season, you know. Um, interesting to see John Stones getting his place back as well alongside Nathan Ake. I don't know whether that will work. We'll out see how long that goes for. But yeah, yeah. look, this is it. We're probably going to have to see a bit of rotation as the season goes on, whether that be forced rotation or... You know, injuries or injuries how, how, how or things play out, yeah, yeah, or COVID quarantines. Look, there, there's gonna have and the, the schedule's gonna be fairly jam packed. We're already late into the, the season, the, the anyway. Late into so, the season. plus, I mean, I know for example, now uh, Tottenham have a, a hectic schedule coming up, and I mean, they they had a game last week, and they're they they've about uh, six or seven games now coming up in yeah. a very 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 packed program for them you know and again it's how you're going to rotate your squad and uh, and get the best out of your teams and you I'm sure managers looking at the fixture lists already have kind of earmarked a couple of games where they where they know they have to get points out of you know so yeah. it, it'll, it'll be uh, interesting now it's going to take six or seven games maybe even up to ten games for this league to kind of uh, start settling down you know yeah. Well, speaking of Spurs then, anyway, very, very uh, interesting game against Southampton. After going 1-0 down, 
Hongmin Son absolutely took the pull by the horns, oh, scored four about, goals. Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah. Harry Kane with four assists as well, and a goal to his name. And look, from the first uh, game against Everton, that was a huge Im- improvement from Spurs there. Well, Spurs, I mean, they had a goal disallowed after two minutes. Harry Kane had a goal disallowed. Then Southampton, Danny Ings had a goal disallowed. You know, so so the the marker was laid down yeah. very early that it was going to be a very open kind this, of a game, it, you know. Yeah. And um, with, with Spurs getting the equaliser just on the stroke of half time as well, I kind of swung the momentum their way a little bit, but certainly they, they, they came out in the second half, Spurs, and, you know, nearly every, I, nearly I every shocked, goal in the second honest, half. Yeah, um, Southampton. Southampton fell to the same type of call four times. Came playing a little true ball over well, the that, top that's all into was, sun yeah, yeah, and then yeah. a finish into the left hand corner that well, was we, it each yeah, time and, and, and looking at I mean Heiberg left Southampton there to go to Spurs so I mean uh, you know uh, Southampton's loss was definitely Spurs gained there I think yeah, because, the uh, defensive anchor the, the, kind of yeah, the, you know, they, definitely they, missing in they there they right looked top. so brittle there every time there was a little ball played through the centre every time the bit of pace that Son had he was onto it like a flash and fair play to him he took his four goals great yeah. you know what I mean but, first uh, Asian player I believe to score four goals and I needed top five leagues ever oh so well okay that's what I read anyway I hope that's true I don't want to be miscalling well, go facts on my anyway, son so anyway. yeah, go on yeah. my son and now look fantastic performance from Spurs Southampton two games two defeats now I think a lot was kind of expected out of Southampton after Danny Ings in the season he had last season credit where credit is due to him he did score twice um, he did, so you yeah. can't really fault his effort but they have to start picking up points oh, and I they have to start so, down the yeah, now yeah. Ralph Hassan who I like him we've talked about him on the show before yeah. and he has brought Southampton from you know precarious positions into good finishes like last season so I won't rule them out but they need to really get a well, result at the weekend coming up so. yeah well again if, if you're looking uh, um, at players uh, that has to come in I think Southampton definitely need a couple of players into that squad because if they get one or two injuries um, I, I think that they'll really be in trouble you know as you say Danny Ings for the goals that kind of kept them up last season you know and, and credit to him but uh, I think if the goals dry up a little bit at Southampton they'll be in trouble Yep, definitely. Well, goals definitely aren't drawing up uh, at Goodison Park anyway. 5-2 uh, Everton-West Brom. Now, before we even talk about any of the goals and uh, Dominic Calvert-Lewin's uh, fantastic hat-trick, got to go for the Kieran Gibbs red card. Very unusual um, one there. Striking James Rodriguez and instantly getting sent off right before half-time, which then led to Slavin Bilic's sending off. Well, I think he was given a yellow card first, and then the referee went over to the screen and I, looked, and then he came back and gave him I, the red card. I thought that the red card was given straight away, I believe. Oh, OK. Well, no, maybe, I might be remembering that okay, wrong. But OK, we might stand corrected on did that you hear, one. Um, we'll see, did but, you hear Seamus Coleman? Um, basically, uh, Karen Gibbs, after it says, uh, I'll do it again, and... Seamus Coleman uh, being the Everton captain and uh, not taking any uh, mess and whatsoever. So you, right. you won't do that again. Who are you, who do you think you are? You're being an effing hard yeah, man. Yeah. Um, go on, get out of here. Like, he just wasn't having any of it. And yeah. Well, look, I mean, it was, it was just after they had conceded as well. And it was definitely a bit of a rush of blood to the head, I think, from Kieran, uh, Kieran Gibbs. But you can't do that on the pitch. No, you, you can't, can't put your hand up to someone. It, it was you know, silly. Look, you know, I, I think Rodriguez kind of gets a little clip on him at first. Whether that's just a kind of annoy him, yeah, and but you can't re- yeah, re- like lash out like that. No, it's always going to end badly for you. Yeah, and and you know there you are now. He's out with three games. You know, so I mean, yeah, the, the, that's the, it. the whole thing about um with West Brom. I mean, coming into the division now, as I say, and that you know it's going to be a tough. Well, to give West to give West Brom a bit of praise, I thought Grady Dean Gannon looked fantastic. He took his goal very well, and he was yes. a constant threat down that left left hand side for West Brom. 
big big loss for West uh, Ham seeing as you know they were kind of crying out for a winger I think but he's gone mm. now and look that could be all West West Brom's game now I keep saying keep mixing up the Wests all the yeah, time yeah yeah, um, yeah now look he had a fantastic game and look 5-2 I thought West Brom played alright had they not have had a sending off they might have actually been able to grind something now 2-1 coming yeah, into the second yeah. half and they score a fantastic free kick from Pereira like yeah. But didn't didn't yeah. see that coming at yeah. all. It was little, fantastically taken. Little, little bit of quality there, but again, I think it's going to be a long season for West Brom. And I know all the Baggies fans out there will be delighted to be back up in uh, the division, you know. But uh, I do think it's going to be a long it's season. It's going to be a tricky one if Billish yeah. uh, can keep them up. I think uh, a statue outside the ground might be in order. Well, that's that's true as well. You can put it alongside Jeff Astle in any way, you know. <laughs> so. Uh, no, but look at I mean, uh, Baggies fans, Everton fans, everything will be the Everton, have, everything a, be everything have had a good start, I think. Yeah, they look, yeah. they've looked good. Yeah, Carlo Ancelotti's a shrewd manager, and he knows the league as well. He's brought in a bit of quality, and I like you know. the look of Rodriguez and Allen. Yeah, yeah. even the core who was brought in there. You know, he can kind of go through games the core a little bit, but I think they've really improved that team. And Calvert Lewin does look really, really sharp at the moment. He, he does, but but you know, I think the, the thing about Everton as well, I still think. There's a mistake in uh, Pickford as well. Oh, somewhere, huge! You know? And the, the back so, line would be the killer for them. Well, That's the thing. Yeah, as the season goes on, there, I think if if everything get one or two injuries in in the defense, I think they're gonna struggle. But, I don't even think they need any injuries in yeah, the defense. Yeah, I think yeah, they yeah. will kind of always struggle in the defense. But look, Everton fans, great start and anyway, fair play. Um, totally deserved their win at the weekend, and uh, it's gonna be interesting for the uh, well, uh, Toffees. Definitely. Leicester Burnley next anyway another high scoring game 4-2 I really enjoyed this game, game. it yeah. actually probably yeah. will go down to me uh, game of the weekend I really saw, really yeah. enjoyed this yeah. one now 4-2 game and Vardy's not on the score sheet that's a very unusual uh, occurrence there to see is. but yeah, um, yeah. but Burnley taking a, a, an early lead actually you know and, and going ahead and you thought hold on a minute now we're in for a game here but but credit to uh, Brendan Rodgers he got the team in and uh, it was a great must have been a good old team talk because they came out and they were certainly uplifted they, they played oh, really sure. really well in the second half and credit to Harvey Barnes I know I keep saying credit yeah, just yeah. there was a lot that went on that was worth talking about but Harvey Barnes and young James Justin as well looked very very sharp Harry Barnes with a goal and assist and James Justin, Justin with his first goal, first goal as well yeah, so yeah, Dennis yeah. Pryor with a fantastic goal very well taken Be- they just looked goal. there was a lot of attacking synergy I think in Leicester and it really worked out for them and there was yeah. times where I thought Burnley didn't really know what to do with them well you know Sean Dyche I mean he was missing his two force choice centre backs Tarkowski was out and um, Ben Mee ben was Mee, out yeah. so you know he did have a bit of a makeshift team but I have to say in fairness to Burnley they, they, you know, they really gave it a good go, and and I know the the scoreline kind of maybe doesn't reflect that, but I mean, you know, they had they had chances. There, as there well. were positives in that yeah, game. I the, mean, Chris oh, Wood yeah. got his goal, and young Jimmy Dunn as well. I think Jimmy Dunn might be twenty two. That was his lad, first yeah. game. He looked all right. He didn't look out of place. Now he, he Kevin did. Long maybe did. I Kevin thought, Long, it, you know, bit, yeah, yeah. But we also had um, Robbie Brady then coming back in as well, and, and then getting, getting injured. injured in the first half as well. So. Uh, that, that was a little bit of a pity there as far as the the, the national side is concerned as well. But don't forget, Chris Wood hit the post late Chris, enough on exactly, about 10 yeah. minutes ago. That goes in, it's 4-3. And then and what a Leeds full-on game again. Exactly, yeah. And but, anything can happen in the last 10 minutes, you but, know. But I'm sure anybody watching the games over the course of the weekend must have said, well, if, if we get games like this every week, the, re- the real winner will be football, you know? Oh, for sure. I remember when um, the season restarted after the COVID-19 uh, had halted the season. 
and I came back and I wasn't really impressed by it. It was very slow and a lot of teams look afraid to almost play, but teams are really going at each other. Yeah, and well, I, I think hot and heavy. I, I think what happened with the with the the, the league when when the the lockdown came in was um a lot of players might have took their foot off the gas and you know it it does take you a couple of weeks no matter who you are it does take you a couple of weeks to get up to speed with the game and everything else so you know the, the, I've you know the, we kind of reflect on some of the games as well we've seen some of the teams and they don't look up to speed certainly United and Chelsea they're the first two up me head but the, some of the players don't look up to speed and it might take some fellas you know some fellas get into it a bit quicker than others it might take you you know two or three weeks it might take a fella six weeks to get going you know but uh, there was uh, it was a great game as I say getting back to the Bournemouth and uh, uh, Leicester game it, it was a fantastic game and totally enjoyed it oh yeah for sure um, our lower scoring games we're going into now do you want to go with Arsenal and West Ham or yeah, do you want to go, go with uh, Villa and Sheffield like, I think Arsenal and West Ham Arsenal West Ham yeah, well, I was a bit surprised about this game to be honest um, Arsenal didn't really do it for me now I, I watched the full 90 I didn't get to watch the full 90 of every game but uh, I thought Arsenal after their first game against Fulham they looked very sharp very very good attacking and they didn't really bring that into this game and West Ham who didn't have a great first game looked a bit yeah. better and a bit well, more think, turned on you know yeah I definitely think West Ham had a, a point to prove I mean the, the Hammers fans would have certainly been disappointed with the opening game of the season lo- losing at home to Newcastle not not just losing at home to Newcastle but in the manner that they lost to Newcastle so they did have a little bit of a point to prove and you know they did give um, uh, uh, Arsenal a, a couple of scares at times as well you know but um Arsenal kind of just just kind of done for me they just done what they had they to do they kind of solved it through Eddie Nketiah got his goal late towards yeah, the end yeah. and I don't think Arsenal deserved the win if I'm being honest I really thought this end should have ended in a draw I thought well, West Ham looked, yeah, it was a looked game. good and they could have you know even picked up the three points well I think West Ham's midfield actually looked a little bit better if anything else you know I mean you'd lack a set up front and with um, Aubameyang you know you have always a chance of getting a goal there as well. and I know uh, wasn't Tierney injured in the warm Tierney well, was you know, injured that, that, and that Socrates, was a, or not Socrates um, that was a blow to Sid uh, Kalasinac came in Kalasinac for that came in. and yeah, I don't yeah. really think he's a great left full if I'm being honest um, yeah, yeah. The, you know Arteta's come in They've got the results, uh, a couple of yeah, decent two results. Got, two, yeah, so. and they've got an FA Cup as well, which which they they um, got. So I mean, look, come here. Overall, things aren't that bad for Arsenal, but I just thought it was a, a much improved performance, shall we say, from West Ham. Definitely, uh, I will definitely agree with you on that. Again, not really a lot to talk about in that game. Uh, we're going into our final game, which was Villa and Sheffield. Look, Villa getting three points, you know, out of their first game. That's big for them. You know, yeah, after the season they had last year, just, just about yeah. uh, scraping um, the safety, I think a win out here against Sheffield as well, who, again, this is their second defeat now, which yeah, might well, be a little bit worried about for be, them. Might be raising a few eyebrows at Sheffield, but I mean, Chris, I mean, in fairness to Chris Boyler's players, they go out and give everything for them. So, I mean, you, you know, they, they, they really, really tried that. I mean, they, they could... They played nearly uh, what eighty minutes with with ten men, you yeah. know. And in in fairness to him, there and I know he has um, uh, Ampadu on loan there. He's brought in a couple of loan players. He, as well, well, he, he brought now um, he, he brought in Max Law and Jaden Bogle from Derby on full and transfers. Ramsdale, Ramsdale. He, he Ramsdale. hasn't brought in a lot of attacking options, which I think is where they're starting to get let down a little bit. Well, he I got mean, Ollie Burke in, didn't he? Yeah, I don't write well, him. I really yeah, do not write Ollie yeah. Burke. I I don't think he's good enough for the Premier League. He came on for the last 15, 20 minutes. Now do you know what? Even with the ten men, and and then Lundstrom having the penalty saved by Martinez as well, you know. So I mean, again. 
again, it was it was actually something that they could have got a, they could have got a point out of it even. You know what I mean? So I mean, um, look, a Villa would be delighted just to get the win. Um, Ollie Watkins and Jack Grealish linked up well on a couple of occasions during the game. As yeah, well. Ollie but Watkins it, was un- unlucky in a few attempts, yeah, and yeah. you know. He got John Egan sent off as well. To be honest, I think he would have got to that ball. Now, whether he scores it or not, that's well, the big question. Uh, well, but for, for me, it was for me it was a red card. As again, oh uh, yeah, it was a clear red we card. We mentioned I thought. Uh, something similar to the Christiansen incident as well. Yeah. You know, player going through on goal or what have you. So uh, again, but look, Villa would be delighted to get three points in anyway. So I mean, it's 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 a start for Villa. Um, what Chris Wilder would be looking kind of at saying hang on a minute now lads we need to get something here yeah, I think and he needs some attacking I, options if I'm being know, honest yeah I know their their next game I think is a big uh, Yorkshire derby against Leeds so that'll be interesting to see how that one turns yeah. out well look that's all the games we've had for this weekend so we'll leave it there um, we will be back next week with more Premier League action there's some very interesting games coming up um, maybe not as uh, high scoring uh, as we've had this week so uh, we'll leave it there anyway uh, as always if you want to get in touch with us um, our email address is who's on the front post at gmail.com we also have a twitter handle at who's on front uh, where you can write to us if you want to discuss anything or if you want to argue against one of our points uh, so look we'll leave it for there see yeah. you now take care and all the best best of luck now bye